Hi this is Rahul here and welcome to another episode of The Rahulogy Show. Today we are going to talk about the importance of branding in B2B industry. For this I am being joined by Vanshika Mehta, she is a branding and communication consultant based in New Delhi, India. The conversation with Vanshika is gonna be fun and insightful. So keep listening and let's get started. Hi Vansika, welcome to the show and thanks for your time. So, how was your day? My day is going fabulous and I'm really excited to be here because we've been talking about it for a really long time and we're finally getting to do it so that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah, I'm also excited to talk about talk to you about the BTV branding and marketing. So, but, but the first question that I would like to ask is what does growth exactly mean to you in terms of your profession or what, what do you know on a daily basis? Right. So for me, growth is, uh, I think one of the metrics that I use for growth is impact. And I think, you know, growing is, uh, you know, is a result of the impact you're causing in your industry or to the people you're working with. Uh, so for me, growth would definitely be like how many people, uh, you know, can I help to make their branding better, to make their storytelling better. I think, you know, if I'm helping more and more people, that means for me, I'm growing and you know, hopefully they are growing as well with, you know, my help. So that's quite a good definition of growth. Uh, as a B2B brand consultant, what is the perspective in industry about the brand? Because, you know, B2C marketing, B2C brands have evolved. They have pressed to the branding and marketing. You know the importance of branding and skills. People are not ready. The brands are not ready to invest in them. Even though they are trying to something in marketing but not in branding. What do you think about it? I think uh, branding and marketing have to go hand in hand and uh, so marketing is uh, much more temporary than branding. Branding is basically a perception. So branding when you think of you associated with words like trust, uh, people that return, so reckoning income, you think of uh, you know reviews and you think of all of these things and that is not always a derivative of marketing so marketing a lot of people um you know including me i think it's a it's a good way to kind of promote your brand but it's not a sustainable long-term vision so i think uh b2b brands need to draw the difference between branding and marketing and um really you know what goes under branding and what goes under marketing because um you know nowadays with all the different formats and different kinds of places that you know we can brand and market ourselves it's important for brands to realize that uh you know one is perception based and one is uh like you know our immediate roi to say for example like you do a marketing campaign you get revenue and that's done right and then from there how you retarget or remarket is again falling under marketing but branding is more you know if you think of like how many new people are listening to your say podcast or your youtube channel um, so that would be sort of a branding exercise that wouldn't come under marketing and ma- uh, branding it's very hard to measure in terms of ROI because of the simple fact that it's perception based and the results are way higher than marketing uh, but at the same time we need to do uh, both of them I think so it is uh, you know kind of uh, you know claustrophobic in a B2B space but um, you know there are some great brands that are really pushing the, you know the envelope on branding and marketing in B2B so you mentioned that there are uh, lots of brands doing uh, great at branding and all. What exactly means? One brand that you think they are doing great in B2B branding and how it impacts your business? 
Yeah, so one brand that really comes to the top of my head just because I see it so much is Webbing. I think they are doing a fabulous job. Um, you know, they are uh, really trying to push the boundaries on B two B branding. Um, you know, for example, like a uh, couple of uh, weeks ago, they actually won like best blog or something like that. I remember the example podcast. So I think that is one brand. is really pushing out um in terms of branding really pushing and trying new unconventional methods um you know so for example when you think of branding you think of podcast like podcast now is maybe a very small uh, percentage of people that are listening to but the fact that they're investing in it and there are other brands obviously that are investing in it goes to show that they are ready to try and ready to push the boundary um you know and not Make it all Gyan based. Um, so I think that's you know interesting as a company, and um, their efforts are really paying off. Like I see them all the time um, on LinkedIn, or um, you know even when I'm Google searching, I see their uh, branding activities. So I think they're doing a really good job. But Vansika, you know, um, branding, branding is quite good. As you said that yeah, it's important for the uh, for the B two B brands, but still, B two B brands are still. But you know they are very very restrictive about investing in marketing. And when you say about the branding, it's kind of difficult for the B two B marketers to convince their stakeholders, their CEOs, their senior leaders to invest in branding. So you know, uh, in marketing you can prove your ROI, your results. And as you said, uh, in, in branding you can't actually measure the ROI. So how would you convince your senior leaders to invest in branding? Yeah, so I think um, you know marketing is definitely a high ROI, high impact, and a quick turnaround in terms of results. Branding um, will take more time, I feel, but uh, you know you'll have to use tangential kind of uh, results to prove that your branding efforts are working. So, for example, like you know if your industry, you know they do one ebook a month, but you say that okay, you know I know that my consumers like to read this ebook, so let's do you know two a month, and you really see. That you know your click-through rates are high, your open rates are high. Uh, you know people are uh, clicking the learn more button on your ebook, for example. I think these are all factors to go to show that people believe in your brand, they believe in the authenticity of what you're saying, and uh, they are interested to learn more. And so branding is a very broad activity because you really can't. Uh, you know, it's very hard to kind of target a branding activity. For example, if you put out a podcast, how do you target it? You can't target it, right? But mm. at the same time, what you can do is see, uh, you know, how many people are adding to your podcast listenership every week. Are people sending you emails? Are people uh, calling up customer service? So again, you have to use tangential things, and it has to be very uh, contextual to your business. Um, but once you figure out those metrics that you want to use to show branding and Branding's ROI, then it's very obvious to uh, kind of correlate it back to the effort and the time and investment in that particular activity. Hmm. So you have to be more conventional, and you have to measure some indirect KPIs, right? You can't just actually give the data or anything that you are basing because of time. Yeah. yeah. Also, like there is there is like NPS and stuff which you can measure it by, but how many people want to fill out but a still, form NPS, saying like, "Do you like my brand?" Yeah, but still, NPS is based on the service that uh, the company provides. If the client is happy, yeah. if they if they are uh, the requirement is fulfilled or not, I don't see that it it can be because of branding. It's, 
Yeah, so I like that's one example that you can kind of tally it up to. But again, I would suggest you find metrics that you want to track and measure them more closely. So, you know, like I mentioned, number of emails, number of custom service calls, number of uh, engagements. I think these are all going to show that your brand is working. Okay, cool. Cool, I agree, I agree. But still, you know, uh, in B2C, in B2C brands, have different forms of branding. They can do, they can play with the packaging, they can play with the Facebook videos and storytelling and kind of things. And as a B2B marketer, I am a B2B marketer and I still feel that what we can provide, how we can do uh, branding for a, for a, for our brand, that how how it will be impactful, how it will be, how it will delight our customers or prospect clients. So it's kind of difficult for yeah. us to sort out that what exactly what type of branding we should go ahead with for example as you know we are going to, going to start our own podcast that in which we will talk about the business and the things but still when we have to reach out when we have to build relation by relation with the with our prospect clients how exactly we can do this the branding thing yeah i mean if you think about it like if you go back to like uh, you know, getting a card from a bank. Don't they send you a really nice box with your card and some information and like the way they present it, right? They could have just wrapped it up in an envelope and given it to you. So this was like a branding expense. Like there's no need for them to fancy up a welcome kit. And I know a lot of brands that actually spend time doing very unconventional things. So for example, like, you know, say it's your like five-year anniversary or whatever, you know, maybe you uh, give your current customer something uh, uh, extra in your product sale you know as a five-year celebration for the next two months you can use this feature which you know would not have normally been in your plan so they're very unconventional ways to delight and surprise and you know engage your customers in b2b uh, that also being said i mean platforms are the same for b2b and b2c and i think there is a lot of learning from b2b to b2c and vice versa like you know, if you think of Zomato, like, you know, think of Zomato on social media, how funky they are, how cool they are, how quirky they are. Like, you know, these kind of things can be tallied into B2B and you can make that your tone of voice. And, you know, rather than just talking like, hey, you know, we sell this, we sell this, we want you to buy this, you know, take a new tone and try something else. These platforms are the same. It's just how you use it that differs from B2B to B2C. And like I said earlier, there's a lot of learning between the two of them. Oh, got it, got it, got it. That, that we have to understand that uh, in both cases, we have to delight the people. We have to build relationships and just find a way that uh, how you can connect, how you can connect. True. Yeah, also True. another thing is like in B2B, like sales cycles are generally much longer than B2C. Yeah. So, you know, to keep someone engaged through their sales cycle, you can't always do it through marketing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, how much can you you know push something to your people who are like maybe in the evaluation stage what can you do more for them compared to, you know to just push them into the uh, buying stage so there are a lot of unconventional ways to do branding activities per se which you know it does have a high ROI but it's again something you can't really measure like you know for example uh, like I gave the example of like uh, you know it's your five-year celebration and you gave your customers some X feature like the ROI of that in terms of a branding, if you had to market, uh, calculate it, it would be like, okay, so this thing, we gave it to them for two months. How many people came back and bought the feature themselves after those two months? Like something mm-hmm. like that, 
goes to show that your brand is working and you know customers love your brand and um, you know are willing to upgrade or buy this feature um, you know so again the way you measure it changes but uh, the impact is definitely felt branding or marketing cool what about it but still uh, what do you think if uh, if a brand has to choose between the branding and marketing because you know lots of people then are still still figuring out marketing marketing thing so what do you think what do you think that they should first invest in branding or they should go for the marketing i think they need to go hand in hand like you need branding but, but, to build awareness but in case they have limited budget you know in in case of limited budget yeah yeah so in case of limited budgets i would say like uh, you know branding doesn't have to be extravagant it could be something as small like uh, you know every uh, two weeks you get a call from a customer service rep to check how your uh, product is doing like something like that doesn't go under marketing it goes under branding like it goes under customer satisfaction it goes under keeping your customer longer retaining them longer so it doesn't always have to be a high spend activity you can do branding activities at a low cost but i definitely think they need to go in tandem you can't choose branding or marketing like they have to both happen at the same time okay got it so they have to go in hand hand in hand sorry okay so they have yes. to go hand in hand and you can't actually choose you can actually you can't actually pick uh, you should be going with the marketing or branding you can choose to uh, invest in which uh, you should be investing higher or lower based on your market status or your your new budget i say right yeah i mean like you know how much does it cost to start a podcast one hour of your time or mic and people who want to talk True. like in terms of money spent it's negligible like 200 bucks for a mic like come on everybody can do that so like you have to think unconventionally but think customer first i think that is the important message in b2b branding cool got it, got it. so once again the final question is you have been doing between branding and marketing consultant right for the startups and for lots of companies and all so what do you think what do the indian entrepreneurs or b2b entrepreneurs think about them you talk about the branding with them what their perspective to are and where do you see this going five years down the line yeah i think branding convincing someone is always a struggle because like i said earlier there's not an immediate roi but people that know that it's a trust business it's a people first business it's a relationship business also given the fact that your sales cycles are so long uh, you know they are ready to invest into it and uh, they are ready to put their time and effort into sort of branding activities as we would like to call it um what i think more brands need to uh, kind of uh, you know uh, focus on would be i think storytelling would be uh, cross platform storytelling i think you know if you take storytelling one more level up like i think it would be like you know if your email links to your social media that links to you know xyz and you think about it cross platform i think that is really good branding um, a good branding activity um in terms of uh, you know what i think is next i really think more b2b brands uh, need to um, you know think unconventionally for example like right now like i even said all your like podcasts is a small market in india but now is the time to start because there's such few people doing it 
Like now, if you do it, it's actually when people will notice and recognize you. So why not? Um, you know, like sometimes you know you miss that curve, and then you're like when you're looking at it from the other side, you're like, oh shit, we should have done this two years ago. And then yeah. it's not too late to begin, but you've already missed the high curve where everybody was like podcast on that, podcast on that. So I think you know you need to really be aware of the kind of things that uh, people are looking forward to, kind of things, kind of time people are ready to invest in you. Uh, you know, uh, for example, like I know uh, there's an email newsletter called Fin Shots that I get every morning. It's obviously B to C, but you know, there's a uh, you know there there's uh, the consistency that they do it with and. Uh, the information they give you know that is literally the only email i open in the morning it's the only email i really look forward to so if a b2b brand can give me that sort of fomo and that sort of like i have to open this email that i think is a huge success for them and uh, you know like i said you have to you know understand that roi is not immediate if you get that in your head and you're okay with it and you kind of related to tangential things um i think it's a very good investment that everybody should be doing yeah cool and yeah that's i got it that the newsletter the podcast are kind of the best b2b branding because you know uh, in b2b your target audience is a cxs and senior managers right and they invest more in online things about the industry and how they provide insights about the industry about the product you are selling they will be more delighted Than ever, than anything else, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you picked up a cool point as well with CXO, especially like in B two B, cost of branding is really big, and it should be like I think all CXO should be on platforms, should uh, you know, share their experience, share their story, share the you know, uh, you know, things that are happening in their office space. I think it's a great way to kind of build your brand and your company's brand as a kind of correlational effect because. When people come to your personal page, see on LinkedIn, they'll obviously see that you're working at X Y Z company, and you know probably click through and learn more. So I think it's really important for C level and E level people uh, to kind of use their voice and uh, share stories. And uh, you know, I think a lot of people get wound up on like, what do I share? What do I talk about? Share your daily life. Just share like th- things that are happening in your office. Share the uh, you know how you closed a big deal that you know was you've been struggling with for six months. Uh, things like that. You know, even though they seem very obvious to a lot of people, they're really not. And uh, your story compared to another person's story will a hundred percent uh you know be different. So like for example, if I say something tomorrow, say CXO of X company also says the same thing. There's no way that our stories are going to correlate or be the same, which is uh, why it's really important for CXOs and uh, you know executive level people to uh, be present where their audience is and uh, on platforms that your audience lies on. So got it. So yeah, one of the essential elements of B two branding is the personal branding of CXOs, uh, the face of the company, right? The CEO, vice president, or the stake or other stakeholders of the company. And most most importantly, if you if you start up, then the entrepreneurs, the founders should be telling the stories about the company, about their team, and the deals they have closed recently. So yeah. Yeah, and I mean personal branding, you can put it under branding, obviously, but you know you never know. Like you could probably meet an investor on LinkedIn and start a chat with them, and 
you know next thing you know you're rolling in millions of dollars of funding you know mm-hmm. things like that are not uncommon or unheard of so it's always people first relationship first and customer centricity i think these are the three things um which in a b2b brands really need to um you know hone in on or get better at doing okay then once again that that was that was a great conversation and you have said quite a good and insightful uh, things about the b2b branding and i'm sure that our listeners would love you so if they have to find you where they can find you on internet where they can connect with you yeah so i am definitely a lot on linkedin so uh, reach out to me with a personal message so i know why you're trying to connect with me and i'll be happy to help you or you know talk you through any sort of questions that may have uh, you know started in your head after this podcast we'll be more than happy to chat on linkedin